With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. Thursday, Franklin County Board of Supervisors Chairman Chris Van Ness addressed the Hampton City Council regarding the supervisor's budget planning as it relates to county libraries, his recent interactions with Hampton Public Library Director Kim Manning, and her post on the library's Facebook page in a recent book challenge at the library. Manning recently stated the Board of Supervisors cut the library's funding by 12% for the next fiscal year. Vanessa said the decision was made due to state budget cuts. After we had voted on this new allocation numbers that we decided how we're going to split it, and that has caused a whole bunch of stuff. I got a screenshot of your city's Facebook page with a post from your city employee, Director Manning, that is libelous statements were posted. I couldn't believe it. I actually went in the house, my wife was home, and I said, this has to be a change. So that night was also the board meeting for the library. And I thought maybe there would be a retraction or an apology after that. Instead, there was slander. We had two supervisors at that meeting, and I called somebody from the community just to verify, and they all said that we were slandered at that meeting. Vanessa believes Manning's Facebook post dated October 17th contains false information regarding what the supervisors stated at their October 16th meeting and is libelous to the county. Vanessa called for Manning to retract the Facebook post and submit her resignation. This is clearly libel, and I mentioned my mother, you know, being a librarian. I thought of that often this summer. If she were still alive, I could confide in her. Maybe she knew how things were done. I do know one thing that her and I would probably agree on, is that Director Manning has soiled this beautiful Carnegie Historic Library, and it's nothing to do with the books, nothing to do with the people that come and argue about the books. It has everything to do with what she did with the keyboard and her speech at their meeting. She says she's so compassionate about libraries and all this love to the library. If she truly believes this, she will admit she made a mistake and turn in her resignation. Manning addressed the council regarding the budget cuts, activities at the library, and recent news surrounding the library. My job as a director of the Hampton Public Library is to present budget requests to both the city and the county for the library in which I have worked for 27 years. The trustees assist and approve the proposed budget requests and are informed every month of the progress of the financial management of the library. So losing 12% of the library's county funding on top of another potential budget cut from the county, I felt this information needed to be made transparent to the taxpayers of Hampton and Franklin County. The library's Facebook page has been very well received by the community and reaches over a thousand of our interested patrons. I am not a liar and I stand by what I posted to Facebook or any other news agent and why. A member of the community, Scott Stillwell, addressed the council as well regarding the recent book challenge, also asked Manning be dismissed from her position. Halloween is fast approaching and the organization Safe Kids Worldwide offering safety tips to help keep kids and adults safe during this time of the year. First, walk carefully. Put your electronic devices down. Keep your head up and walk. Don't run across the street. Dress for a safe night. Decorate costumes and bags with reflective tape or stickers. Carry glow sticks or flashlights to help everyone see and be seen by drivers. And for the motoring public, drive extra careful. Slow down and be especially alert in residential neighborhoods. And enter and exit driveways and alleyways slowly and carefully. For more information, go to safekids.org slash Halloween. Again, that's safekids.org and then slash Halloween. The new Iowa school performance profiles show more than half of the schools in the state 
are in the top three designations of exceptional, high-performing, and commendable. The Department of Education's Jay Pennington says you can go online and find your school and then see how things are handled locally. Local context and, and conversation and information about what's happening with that, that school is critical in, in understanding the, the, what the data are telling you, but also what folks within that school are really doing to address um, or celebrate, in some cases, uh, the good work of, of educators within that building. Pennington says there are many positives in the information released Thursday. We see that proficiency rates are up in both English language arts and a nice increase in, in mathematics. Um, we see that participation rates are up as well. Um, so more kids are, are participating in the assessment, um, which is important, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic. Now, at the same time, there are areas of concern. Things like, uh, you know, attendance is down slightly, uh, the percent of students that are chronically absent, um, so they're missing a, a significant portion of the school year. Uh, those numbers are up. Uh, that's both uh, something that we're seeing locally, but also a national phenomenon. And then we do see some areas like a slight decline in, in the number of kids that are actually going on uh, and enrolling in college after leaving high school. There are 468 total schools currently identified in need of targeted assistance and support, but nearly half having issues with students with disabilities. You know, we're seeing uh, about the same number of schools that are in need of targeted support. Uh, than we did a, a few years ago uh, uh, before the pandemic. And, and really what that means is, you know, that, that student group uh, in that school is underperforming um, and schools need to build improvement efforts in order to uh, address uh, that particular student group that's struggling. Pennington says many schools have addressed past issues. And Ellsworth Community College in Iowa Falls recently announced the launch of a new welding program which will begin enrolling students for the fall 2024 semester. The welding program will offer both classroom education and hands-on training and multiple welding processes and techniques, preparing students for entry-level jobs as welders, cutters, and welding machine operators. The welding program will be offered as a technical diploma or certificate. The program is designed to be completed in one year for a diploma or one semester for a certificate. Ellsworth Community College, in collaboration with Iowa Falls Chamber Main Street, will be hosting a welding open house Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. with a ribbon cutting at 5 p.m. The welding lab is located inside the Trades and Industry Building on the main campus in Iowa Falls. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.